Good morning, Hope Church family. Great to see all of you. This is so exciting to see the whole church family together, not under one roof, but beside our roof, and uh, under uh, uh, a beautiful uh, day that God's provided for us. I was worried it was going to be too hot, and I was worried it was going to rain, and I was worried it was going to be too hot, and why do we worry? We just got to cast our burdens on the Lord, and so thankful for the opportunity to, uh, to be here. In just a few minutes, we're going to be uh, witnessing three baptisms, and uh, I want to just kind of set the stage for that. The baptism tank is right over here, so if you can't see where I'm pointing, that's a problem. You might want to relocate uh, somewhere so that you can actually witness the, uh, the baptisms that are about to come up. So feel free, be free to move around and uh, get, into a, uh, get into position so that you can uh, see and here. Um, while, we're, while we're getting ourselves uh, ready to, to dive into God's word, the ushers are going to be collecting God's tithes and offerings. So if you brought a tithe or an offering with you today, some people give physically and we wanted to be able to uh, uh, collect uh, those offerings. So they're just going to be making their way kind of slowly through, uh, through the uh, um, where the parking lot, I guess, I don't know what to call it, and you're all going to, so just raise your hand if you have an offering, and they'll just uh, be able to collect it uh, for you. His, uh, his name is Christian Coloco. He's seven foot one inches tall. He's from the same city, the same hometown as Pascal Siakam. He is the newest Toronto Raptor. He got drafted just a couple of days ago. And he's, he's from the same hometown as uh, Pascal Siakam. Does anyone know Pascal Siakam's uh, nickname? Spicy P. So they're from the same hometown. They're both from Cameroon. So I think we, I think we should name him Special K. We got Spicy P and, uh, and Special K. Now, the thing that I love about the NBA draft is I love, I love the suits that all the NBA players. You guys know I'm a hockey fan, and uh, I, you know, hockey, hockey players don't really dress in a very exciting or extravagant kind of way. And when, it, when they get drafted, they all just sort of look the same. But when NBA players get drafted, it's a whole other story. I love NBA draft suits. But here's the turning point when a player gets drafted in the NBA, the commissioner reads out their name, and then the player comes forward in their magnificent NBA draft suit, and then they're handed something. They're handed a hat. And it's not just any hat. It's the hat of the team that has chosen them. It's the hat with the logo and the colors that, that are communicating to the rest of the world as the player puts the hat on that they belong to that team. And then, you know, a few weeks later, they'll have a press conference and they'll start introducing the player. And the, the player will no doubt at that point be wearing the jersey or a team hoodie, again, with the colors and with the logo all communicating what team that player belongs to. And the Christian life has something like that. That when we become part of God's family, God gives us something to symbolize that we're on his team, that we belong to him. It's not a hat. 
it's not a jersey, it's actually a symbol, and that's the symbol of baptism. That's what baptism is. It's a sign to the whole world, and it's a sign to God's church of who is on God's team. And so that's what we're going to be witnessing today is, is three individuals from our church, Chad and Chantel and Miguel, are all going to call them forward and they're going to say, I'm on this team. I'm on God's team. And specifically, I'm on the Hope Church Mississauga team. And so that's where we're going for today. Now, Normally, we don't have our kids with us on uh, Sunday mornings. Normally, they're off in Hope Kids. We're so glad to have our kids with us here. Hands up if you're a kid. All right. Now, kids, typically on Sunday, we would have one of the grown-ups read a Bible verse before we start in. Now, I have three different groups of Bible verses that I want to, uh, that I want to share today. And so I'm looking for a kid who's pretty comfortable reading. I'm actually looking for three of them. If there are three kids who are comfortable reading, I'd like them to come up here. So Abel, you can come on up. Any other kids want to come up and read? Yeah, go ahead. Come on, Lennox. I'm looking for one more. All right, here's one more. Terrific. Come on up. Come on up. Okay. Good stuff. Okay, so you guys are going to help me with some, you guys are going to help me with some actions today. Come on, right, stand right up over here. You guys are going to help me with some actions today. You're going to help me read some scriptures. I want to explain to you today what baptism means, what it symbolizes, what it's all about. The first thing that baptism symbolizes is cleansing from sin. This is the first point. So grown-ups and kids, let's get our number one out. And this is going to be like a scrub brush where you're cleansing yourself, okay? So this is cleansing from sin. Cleansing from sin. That's, that's point number one. Now, who's going to be the first reader? Lennox, you want to be the first reader here, pal? All right. So you can read the stuff that's highlighted in yellow there. So baptism is a symbol of cleansing from sin. Uh, cleansing from sin. Acts and Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness, forgiveness of your sins. Acts 22:16. Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. Excellent. Thanks so much, Lennox. That's great. So those verses both mention the idea of, of point number one, which is cleansing from sin. Kids, you really need to help your parents do this so that they'll be able to remember the points, all right? Number one, make, for, make sure all the parents are doing it. Look around at a grown-up. Make eye contact with them. I'm watching you. Cleansing from sin. Now... Baptism is a symbol of cleansing from sin. When Paul was sharing his testimony, he remembered what Ananias told him. He said, rise and be baptized and wash away your sin. Baptism takes place in water. Water is the ultimate cleanser. Hopefully, sometime in the last 48 hours, let's say, you put some water on your body, okay? If you went swimming in your neighbor's pool, I guess that counts. Or in a lake, but... 
We all use water to cleanse ourselves because baptism is a symbol of cleansing of sin. You see, sin is like a stain. Sin is like your grandmother's carpet and you were having a grape freezy. You know you have the juice at the bottom of the freezy and it's not freezy anymore, it's just juicy or whatever. It's not really juice, it's too sugary. And you go, you go, you go like this and imagine if you tried to finish the grape freezy but you missed your mouth and it went right onto your grandmother's white carpet. That would leave a stain. And that's not something that you could just cover up. If you heard your grandmother coming around the kitchen, you might want to like move the couch to cover the, to cover the stain or all of a sudden sit down and oh, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. No, the stain must be dealt with. Baptism reminds us that we have a stain of sin that needs to be cleansed from. And only God can cleanse us from our sin. There are things that we say, things that we think, things that we do that all go against God's law. And it sticks on us like a stain. And the point of baptism, it reminds us of what Jesus did for us on the cross to, number one, cleanse us from sin. Now, here comes uh, number two. Who's going to read number two? All right, so Abel, go ahead and read number two. Romans 6, 33 to 4. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into death? We were brushed before him by baptism into death in honor that just as Christ was Raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness. Newness of life. All right. Terrific reading. Great job. Great job. So this is the second thing that baptism symbolizes. It's number two, and then I want you to cross those fingers like they're connected, all right? It's union with Christ. Union with Christ. So baptism is a symbol of cleansing from sin, and then union with Christ. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4 says that we were buried with Christ in baptism, and that we were raised with him. Baptism happens in not just a little bit of sprinkled water. It happens in a lot of water. That's the way they did it in the New Testament. That's why, that's why we do it this way now. It's because baptism re requires someone going all the way under. It's like a burial. It's like someone being buried. You're not breathing under there. But then we bring you up out of there, and you've been cleansed from sin, and you're also coming out of that burial symbolically into newness of life. You're going to hear, uh, as, as Miguel and Chad and Chantel t share their stories today, it's going to sound like they're two, almost like they're two different people, that they used to live like this, and they used to care about that, and they used to do these things, but they were buried with Jesus and resurrected with Jesus, and now their life is totally different. And so the whole idea of baptism is that we go through symbolically what Jesus went through for us. He died on the cross for us. He was buried for us. He rose again for us. And when someone gets baptized, they go into the water to identify in union with Christ. They go, 
under the water with Jesus to identify with his death, and they come out of the water to identify with his resurrection. And so we've got cleansing from sin. Everybody show me. Cleansing from sin. We've got union with Christ. Union with Christ. And then thirdly, our third reader here is you. That's right. What's your name, pal? Freddie. Freddie. Yeah. That's right. You're Benji's little brother, right? Uh, yeah, but yeah. I also have another brother. Another brother? Many, many brothers. It's just like yeah. my family. The I brothers just a, keep I don't coming. Have a sister. All right. All right, Freddie, here we go. Acts 2, 4, and 1, 4, my, 4 2. So those who received his world word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls, and they devoted themselves to the apostles. That's a tricky one. That's yeah. apostles. Yeah. Yep. Apostles. Te 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 teaching. Teaching. Yep. And, the, and, the, and the fellowship to the, to the breaking of bread and of prayers. Great. Good. You want to read the next one too? Yeah. So that's Galatians 3, 26 Galatians, to 28. Galatians 3, 22, 6 to 8. For, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there were neither Jew or Greek, there were neither Sarva for thee, for free. Yep. There were, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Jesus, Christ Jesus. Excellent. Great job, Freddie. Good job. Thank you so much. That's terrific. So baptism symbolizes cleansing from sin, union with Christ, and then number three, I want you to take three over here and three over here, membership in the church. Baptism is a symbol of membership in the church. Chad and Chantel and Miguel today, they're not just getting baptized to be on God's team in general. They are, they are saying, no, we're being baptized to become members of Hope Church, that they, they want to be part of this church family. And we saw that, we see that in the very first baptisms ever in the history of the church in Acts chapter 2 that Freddie read for us. The people received the word that Peter had preached to them, the sermon about Jesus. They received the word, and then they were baptized as a result. And so, and then it says that those people devoted themselves. They together formed a community. They were devoted to the apostles' teaching and the breaking of bread and prayer and to air traffic and to all these other things. And they devoted themselves to these things in the context of community because baptism is a symbol of membership in the church. And then Paul says in Galatians 3, the other passage that, uh, that Freddie read for us, that for as many of you as were baptized into Christ, there's union with Christ, he says there's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. There's neither Jew nor Greek. That we are all one. There's all these different groups. Now we live in a world that is continually trying to categorize and divide people. 
that on one side over here you have oppressors and on the other side over here you have victims and that the only way to bring justice is to is to highlight uh, who are the oppressors and who are the victims now we don't want to we don't want to look past or gloss over any evil that's been done by one group or another group but the truth be told the power of the gospel tells us that that Men or women, the gender differences, even all of the issues that come up with that, that men and women are one in Christ, that Jew or Greek, that ethnic differences, even though those are still recognized in the Bible and they're there in the book of Revelation, that no matter what the color of our skin is or what what our background is, we can still be one in Christ. And then slave or free, regardless of what our socioeconomic status is or where we fit in the world or how much education we have, men or women, slave or free, Jew or Gentile, are one in Christ Jesus. You see, no one gets a pass when it comes to baptism. Everyone who is a follower of Jesus Christ needs to be baptized. It's not, well, the Jewish people, you know, they, they're kind of always part of the story going all the way back to the book of Genesis, so they don't need to be baptized. No, everyone needs to be baptized. The, the New Testament has no category for a Christian who hasn't been baptized. And the New Testament has no category for a baptized Christian who's not a part of a local church. And so that's what we're That's what we're going to see and picture and celebrate today. The power of the gospel that Chad and Chantel and Miguel have all been cleansed from their sin. They've all been united with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. And they have all are choosing today to become members of the body of Christ. So that's what we're celebrating today. I'm going to invite Andrew uh, to lead us into into our time of celebrating baptism. This is an exciting time. Let's put our hands together. (laughs) Praise the Lord.